Are we talking about relationships today? Yeah, pretty much. Glory be to God. What's good, y'all? Welcome to or back to another episode of Yeah, Pretty Much, a show where I talk about anything, everything, and nothing every now and then. But let's just say that every now and then. It, it used to be every Monday, but it hasn't been. So now it's just every now and then. And I think that's fine. You know, I'm an adult. I got stuff I got to do in life. I got things going on. But uh, we're here now. So uh, let's get to it. So today I just want to talk about um, something that I was revealed to me this past weekend. Um, I was invited to uh, sit down with a small group um, of 30 somethings. Uh, like the whole group was, they were all 30 and up. And uh, that's cool to be able to hang out with people my age. And uh, we met at a Jason's Deli and we all sat and we talked about uh, relationships and friendships, um, which is an important topic. Um, everybody seems to be talking about that now, uh, whether it's podcasts, whether that's a church, whether that's whatever. Relationships are big right now. But um, the question was asked, how should a Christian approach um, courting or dating or whatever? Do you think dating is good for Christians and all this kind of stuff? And we all came to the agree- agreement that uh, courting is the way to go. And uh, if you don't know what courting is, courting is dating with the intention to marry. Um, and so, yeah, we were talking about that. So the question was asked, how should a Christian go about dating? And um, I mean, courting. And the thing that came to my head was, and this is a, if you know me and you're really close to me, then you know that um, this is how I look at a majority of things. But um, I always tend to look at how it started. So let's get to the root. So if you're going through something, it's like, how, let's go back to where it began, you know, like let's see where it started and like figure it out from there. Um, And for positive stuff, it's like, well, let's see how it started. Let's see how um, we were happy. Where did this happiness start and all this kind of stuff. So when it comes down to relationships, I look at Adam and Eve as what I call the OGs um, in relationships. And so let me share with you all uh, what I realized. So, um, just as a heads up, we're going to be reading the Bible today, um, cause that's what we're, we're here for. You know what I'm saying? We're not about to just be giving opinions based off of our own thoughts and our own, uh, previous experiences, but we're going to look at the Bible and figure out, you know, some little nuggets that God has left. And so, um, obviously the first scripture is he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And that's Proverbs 18 and 22, very popular verse. Um, And that came to my mind and I was like, you know what? I don't know where this came from. I don't know where it had to have been a revelation because uh, what came to my mind was we typically as men, we think, and women, I, I guess, we think that you have to go find your wife. Like, we think that that means he who finds a wife or he who goes 
and gets his wife or whatever. But for some reason, on this day, it just popped into my head that he who finds literally means finds. So, like, you, uh, like, Adam and Eve, Adam found his wife. He didn't go looking for his wife or anything. He didn't even know what a wife was. Um, but God told him it's not good for him to be alone. And then God made a wife for him, right? And he found her. God presented um, her to him as a gift, basically. So it was like a gift. Because the, the scripture says, obtains favor from the Lord. So I was like, you don't get, a, you don't go find a gift for yourself. I mean, you can, but you're normally given a gift. And so he who finds a wife, um, it's set up in a way where you find her. Like God gives her to you as a gift. And I'm like, I don't know where that came from. But when you go into the scripture, it makes even more sense. So come with me to Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 24. I told you we we're going to be reading the Bible. It says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. So God said that. God said it wasn't good for a man to be alone. Just kind of out of nowhere. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all of the wild animals and all the birds in the skies. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them and whatever the man called each living creature that was its, na its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. Here's a part that also stuck out when I was reading it a minute ago. It said, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So God, when he decided that he was, it wasn't good for him to be alone. He was, he made the animals and um, was like, go ahead and name them, you know? And I guess as he was naming them, God was like, can any of these help him in the way that I know? And after that, he was like, no, none of these animals. Think about it. All the animals in the world. And God was like, none of these are suitable help me for man. And so, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and brought he brought her to the man. So that's what I'm saying. It was a gift. He put him to sleep. Then when he woke up, I guess, because he had to wake up, <laughs> God brought her to the man in the same way that he brought the animals. Uh, he brought woman to the man. But this time, uh, Adam was like, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of a man. And that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So 
I'm currently in a, a Bible study um, that's talking about marriage and um, men and uh, men and women and wives and husbands. But like that makes sense, right? Like God took that rib out of man, and like when He presents her back, it's like you're getting that that rib back. So that's why a lot of people say that's my rib and all this kind of stuff because it's like you're getting what God had. God took something from you put it in her and now y'all are coming back together to become one flesh and um that's very important and i feel like um we need to talk about that kind of stuff as opposed to how much we hate women or how much we hate men and all this kind of stuff that's so irrelevant and that's so divisive whereas if you look at the first book in the bible when god speaks about man and woman the way that he originally designed it to be was one this is going to be probably controversial but he made a wife for adam off rip eve was immediately his wife so it wasn't a girlfriend it wasn't a friend it was immediately his wife i'm not gonna go into that but i'm just stating facts that was his wife from the jump and um so you can hate women you can hate men but just know when God originally created us, we were husband and wives. So there's a lot you can get from that, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, I want to jump over into the book of Ruth because I, after I thought about Adam and Eve, I started going down a path of uh, people who got married in the Bible. And we all, we all, <clears throat> we often uh, think about Ruth and Boaz as an example of a couple that um, you know we like because um, a little a little synopsis um, Naomi and Ruth Ruth followed Naomi Naomi went through a, a lot or her husband died her son died and she was just like I'm about to just go over to this place and Ruth was like I'm coming with you so she was with uh, Naomi and um there came a situation where naomi was like listen you need to get a husband you need to get somebody who can take care of you and be over you so that's where we're gonna start in the uh, book of ruth in chapter three um verses one through eleven it says one day Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her my daughter I must find a home for you where will you where you will be well provided for now Boaz with whom whose women you have worked is a relative of ours tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor wash put on perfume and get dressed in your best clothes then go down to the threshing floor but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking while he lies down Note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down. Does this sound familiar? At the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and, light, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Did he ask? Did he ask for this woman? 
No. Or did he wake up and find y'all don't y'all don't want to hear me today. Let's just keep reading. So he woke up and found her uh, lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a garden re guardian redeemer of our family. I don't know what that means. I have to look that up and do research on uh, the customs of that time. Um, but it says, the Lord bless you, my daughter. He replied, this kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, which whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. So if you want to look at it from a woman's, a woman's perspective, Ruth presented herself. She lied at his feet to be found. So a man, when he gets a wife, he finds his wife and obtains favor from the Lord like a gift. God presents the uh, woman to uh, him and from the woman's side if we look at Ruth as an example or even Eve they were found by um, their husbands so Ruth presented herself as a wife it said that Naomi told her to put on her best clothes and you know present herself nice and even bruh even when you think about um our, the church's relationship with Jesus. Jesus is uh, regarded as the bridegroom and the church is regarded as the bride and the bridegroom is returning to his bride, right? It says that the church is supposed to um, present themselves in a way. I'm going to bring the, the scripture up if you're watching it on YouTube. But um, it says that the church is supposed to be like without spot or blemish. So wives, if you look at that as a um, as a basis to base this off of, we're supposed to present ourselves as a church in a way to where um, we can be found by the bridegroom. And it's the same thing. So with women, if you want to be a, a wife, then you have to present yourself in, in a way that when God brings you to your husband you'll be found as a wife and a men um we need to focus on what god has called us to do uh work on whatever it is that god has called us to do because god knows it's not good for us to be alone right he said it himself we didn't say that he said it's not good for us to be alone so god knows and uh god will present a wife for you to find is this making sense I hope it is. I hope it's making sense because it makes sense in my head. And um, yeah, so let's jump over to uh, chapter four and read nine through 14. And this will be our last uh, scripture for this podcast today. It says, then Boaz announced to all the elders and all the people. Today, you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech. Kelon and Malin. <laughs> I have also acquired Ruth, the Moabite, Mahlon's widow, as my wife. Wife. 
in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown today you are witnesses so it was low-key a wedding that's not like a wedding to me on the low anyways then the elders and all the people at the gate said we are witnesses may the lord make the woman who is coming into your home like rachel and leah that's jacob's two wives and i'm not gonna get into that who together built up the family of israel may you have standing in if i can't say that word and be famous in bethlehem through the offspring the lord gives you by this young woman may your family be like that of perez whom tamar bore to judah so boaz took ruth and she became his wife when he made love to her the lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son the woman said to naomi praise be to the lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer may he become famous throughout israel so congratulations to ruth and boaz congratulations to boaz who found a wife and congratulations to ruth who i guess you could say found a husband I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about got a husband. I don't know. But yeah, so um that's just what I wanted to talk about today. Like let's cut out all this goofy stuff with relationships and the um slander of both sexes, whether that's uh women or men. Let's cut that out, okay? Like that's definitely not how God designed uh our relationship be. Um it's not good for a man to be alone and that's what god said so stop acting like this is man to man right now stop acting like you don't like women and you hate women that's goofy okay it's not good for us to be alone in the beginning adam had the whole he he was in the garden of eden he walked with the lord like this man had everything he just couldn't eat from that tree right and even with all the birds and the animals and everything god still said it's not good for a man to be alone brought him all the birds and things and everything and was still like nah this ain't good enough and he gave us a woman the bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord that is a blessing that is a gift that is something that we should want stop acting all goofy with all this uh like hatred for women like yeah sometimes things go wrong sometimes you know it doesn't work out but don't let all that don't let the circumstances get in the way of what god has prepared for us as men and women same thing don't let circumstances get in the way of what god has prepared for you present yourself in a way to where you could be found you know don't go trying to find a husband present yourself in a way to where you can be found by a man and he will make you his wife and that's the way that it's supposed to be um but the bible also speaks about how not everybody will marry you know it isn't in god's plan for everybody to marry so don't think marriage is the end all be all seek god first in his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you the end goal there's no marriage the bible says there's no marriage in heaven so whether you get married or not when you die and you go to heaven you're not going to be married to anybody 
You know what I'm saying? We all belong to God. So don't be stressing about marriage either. Just do whatever God has called you to do. And if God finds it in his purpose for you to be married, let it be. But all this slander and back and forth that we're doing, that's definitely not in God's plan. So let's cut that out, okay? And until next time, I love y'all. God loves y'all. Let me know what y'all think in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And um, yeah, I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bow, bow, bow.